0: Okay guys, welcome back to The Weekly Order. Um, today we're joined by Ryan Gibbons. Um, he actually goes back to
1: school with Mike Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to school with uh, with Ryan. For some reason, we always knew that he was going to make it as well. Um, Did we? It was one of those things, <laughs> dude. In
2: cycling. Recycling in school already.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mike knew that you were going to make it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it was crazy. It was crazy, bro. Okay, well, let's give him the chance to introduce himself, tell everyone who he is, what he does. Yeah, the floor is yours. Oh,
3: thanks, guys. Yeah, Ryan Gibbons, um, pro professional cyclist for NCT Pro Cycling. I've um, been professional for, this is going on my fifth year, currently the SA Champ. Um, this year we're supposed to do the Tour de France and the Olympics, so obviously Olympics isn't happening, but yeah, Tour de France has been postponed, so hopefully that goes on. Um, yeah, making making a living and living the dream. Yeah, that's brilliant, bro.
0: So with the Olympics being postponed, is that like a big knock, hey? I can imagine?
3: It is a knock. I mean, I think it's any athlete's dream to, to do Olympics. Um, as a cyclist, it's not really, you know, like on the forefront. Yeah. You think of Olympics, you think of swimming, athletics. Yeah. Um, but still, it would have been a nice notch on the belt. What yeah. would it have entailed for cycling in the Olympics? Um, it's just, it's a one-day event. So, it would have be been a 250k race, um, just one off kind of 180 starters, first three people getting the medals. Um, so, it's, it's quite a lot of pressure, you know, build up. But it's not like a Tour de France where you've got 21 chances, 21 stages. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just one soft. But, but still, it's, it's the Olympics.
1: And you represent South Africa, obviously. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Like, excuse my, my ignorance here, but I didn't realize that they had that type of cycling. I always thought it was that like indoor cycling, you know, that like, round, yeah, that, yeah, that, that lapsing. I always yeah. thought that was like the more Olympic cycling event. It, it, it was,
3: um, and then 100% that's how it started. But yeah, the last, I think, four or five editions, it's been they have had a road race as well.
0: Yeah. I think to just put it out there, though, f- me, Fraser, and Mike have no idea about cycling, basically. Oh, I did the yeah.
2: 94.7. On a tandem, and a tandem with tandem. Tim. What <laughs> 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 did no. it take you guys?
0: 14 hours. It <laughs> four <laughs> hours. <so that's> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what took me? Tim just sat there.
0: But I think there's a lot more that goes into cycling, especially if you start watching it a bit, bro. It, it really, you can see how it's actually like, a f- you think it's individual sport, right? When I mean, you just look at it mm. on the TV, and you've never seen it. You think everyone's just on their own bicycle. Yeah. When I found out how much goes into it, how they like try. Like get the one person to like, I don't know what you'd call it, but they're like, like all surround him so that he doesn't have to cycle that hard. I'm guessing, you know.
3: Yeah, so like, how does it work? How does it work? Yeah. That's what I'm basically asking. Um, so in road cycling, you know, you, you're c- kind of split into two kind of categories. You're either a climber or a sprinter. So the climbers are the guys who're winning the sort of france They can ride up a mountain faster than anyone else. They're quite skinny, lean guys. um And then you've your sprinters who are a little bit heavy set. So as a cyclist, I'm quite a big, bigger guy. Okay. Um, and so what suits me would be the days that kind of finish on a flat road where there's a group of 100 200 guys together and it's like a it's called a mass sprint okay um so so that's where you know team team efforts help guys sit in your in front of you you know in your mm-hmm. their slipstream they position you they get you to as close to the finish line in an as far forward position as possible and then it's up to you um you know there's fights there's jostling there's things like that uh, there's team tactics you know some guy might think you know the guy i'm riding for today in my team is actually not that good so i'm going to try and ride away from him or, or you I know it's, it's, it's always off. like there's in fighting um but yeah it's pretty much cut into two categories the sprinters and the climbers so in a tour de france it's made up of 21 stages 10 of those would be for the sprinters and 11 would be for the climbers um and and yeah, it's it's. I mean, so the yeah. climbers lift through the sprint stages, the sprinters left through the climbing stages. I've still got to carry my fat ass up a mountain, <laughs> <laughs> but but those won't be the days that I'm going to try and win. Be okay. the, the the would it be? Well, you guys have elected someone to win out of your team? Correct, correct.
2: And so you, what are, what have you like? Oh, fuck this guy, I'm better than him. Like, I yeah. feel like it's sort of like so Formula a One, but you've like seen his the politics yeah, involved in Yeah, like in Formula it's, One it's, as well. Exactly, it's, mm. it comes down to politics,
3: yeah. and, and even, you know, I might be a, a sprinter, there might be another sprinter in my team, but today they're like, you know, we're going to ride for that sprinter, and I'm thinking about why, you know, I'm faster mm. than this guy, I'm stronger than this guy, I'm going to sacrifice yeah. myself. That
0: must be tough to deal with, eh?
2: Yeah, because isn't it, it's sort of like, you've done this whole competition, but there's
3: no sort of reward for you, because 100%. you didn't win the fucking thing. Yeah. That guy's on the podium, that guy gets the endorsement deals, that guy gets the, the contract yes. extension. And, you know, he can maybe write you in and maybe he can, his agent can speak to the team and be like, you know, this guy actually likes having Ryan on the team to support him. But then you're basically a bitch. You know? so how's okay. that decision, decision made then for who is it the best overall? Or? So what happens is when we have team selection, so we've got a team of 29 riders. Um, in every race we go to, there'll be between seven and eight riders. So to Tour de France, every team has eight riders. So of the 29 rider squad, um, our team, our coaches, our directors, they'll kind of assess based on previous race results in the last three months, your training files, to see kind of who they reckon is the fittest, the strongest, the most adequately suited. Um, And then on the day, the director will kind of in the morning, you'll have a meeting on the team bus and they'll say, you know what, today we're riding for this guy and you know 99% of the time well, everyone agrees with it but you know it's your job and you're paid to do it but
2: yeah. then once so if you're riding for that guy and he wins then you're gonna have to continue riding for that guy through the stages because obviously you want him to win the overall Tour de France Correct.
3: so how do you win the overall Tour de France though? you have to win the most stages so so that's that's where it actually doesn't it's not it's quite complicated cycling think of it like golf so think about you know in a championship there's four days yeah. and it's who accumulatively shoots the lowest score yeah. it's the same in cycling with time so oh, okay. I might you know win day one in golf and shoot a 68 and you might shoot a 70 but the next day I shoot a 78 and you again shoot a 70 so even though you know I won the first day, ultimately um, your uh, time is still tenths, a cumulatively a cumulative better. Cumulative time. So in the Tour de France, you know you often see guys. A guy can win the Tour de France without even winning a single stage. Oh, he no might just way. be second, 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 second. Yeah, like yeah consistent, due to inconsistent guys, uh, yeah. I guess. That's it. But so,
2: that, that's surely that, that makes sense, though. It's it does make sort of sense, like, yeah.
3: Because overall, you've been the quickest. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is hard because I mean, like you get guys sprinters, for, for example, who can win five stages of the Tour de France and then finish 150th overall. And That's you kind of think crazy. how does this work? <laughs> so it is quite technical. Um, you know, when you're in it, you understand it. But yeah, I think golf, it's a similar thing in golf.
0: Because I've always wondered, because like you'll always see when you watch the Tour de France, bro, you'll see that this guy has won, but then you like see where he finished in the race. And sometimes he's like fifth or sixth for that stage. And yeah. you're like, you you're win? like sitting there, and you're like, what the hell is There's going a lot on, that bro? Goes into it. it's, No, it's, I can tell you that no, job. So just by looking. Just lines up and you fucking win each race. Uh, the, but one thing I can tell you is that the cycling like fans, the fans for cycling are... They are, they are fucking crazy fans, bro. Like the way that they go and line up on the roads just to watch, bro. And when you see them watching a cycling race on TV on Super Sport or something, bloody close to those cyclists, dude. They fucking love it, bro. I think it's like a cool sport to be in where like the fans actually encourage you and make you feel like you know the whole time you need to push and go.
3: That's, that's, I think, the beauty yeah. of it. Where You know, in, cyc- in South Africa, you think of cycling and you think of it, it's a social sport. You know, mm-hmm. I can do it, my parents do it, I can ride the 94.7. You don't see a, see it as a professional sport. Where in Europe, it's a professional it's sport. It's massive. In yeah. Belgium, it's the second biggest sport behind football. That's crazy. Um, and, you know, on the stage of a tour de France or, you know, a one-day big race is called, like, Paris-Roubaix, where you ride from Paris to Roubaix, it's on cobblestones... There'll be like three million spectators. That now think really of like a football game. Yeah. You get a ninety thousand capacity stadium, maybe, um, and then your That's viewers crazy. are TV. Yeah. But there'll be millions of people on the road.
2: Shit. And with, because obviously now you say if you do like the ninety four point seven, I mean, because of your training and stuff, that must be a breeze for you.
0: I mean, there must be no struggle at all. Yeah. So the ninety four point seven is obviously a South African, like I'd say, smaller competition. Yeah. It's it's for like, like people a who fun don't know, yeah.
1: Dude. Well, on a daily basis. What is what are you like averaging like k's wise on a, like a normal training day?
3: Normal training day. Um, well, I look at it, I break it up into weeks, so I'm I'm trying to per week get between 800 to 1,000 k's a week. That's um, to Cape Town, bro, in a week. And then fucked, 20 bro. to 30 hours. Um, you know, some weeks I've done 2,000 k's in a week. Um, <laughs> it all depends on that. So I'm, you're averaging like on a training ride 150 k's. Um, obviously, you know, that would take in taking training. You know, you're not racing the whole time. You're not pushing yourself too too hard. So maybe about five hours. But in a race, you know, you can do 200Ks in four hours. Um, but yeah, That's you're, you're spending a lot of bro, hours right. on that saddle.
2: That's the thing. Like, also, is, is cycling not quite monotonous? I mean, it's it's sort of like the same thing. You know you've got to be here for five fucking hours.
0: We spoke about this, though, before he even got you. And you are like, I could never fucking do that same cradle over and over again. But then I said to you, remember, he lives in Italy, bro. The scenery, he yeah, probably so drives past probably, deader. like, fucking hard. It
3: definitely helps. You know, riding like, yeah. along the coastline, riding in the mountains, it's, it's great. And you know, the narrow roads and even just, you know, the history and getting to be in Europe. That's, yeah. it, it does help a lot, but... I mean, yeah, cycling is monotonous. And if I think now I've got to go and do five hours, like five laps around the cradle, it's it's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, even yeah. even watching cycling, you know, I hate, I'm a cyclist, but I would never watch cycling. It's boring. You know, you sit there for five hours and it's yeah, really exciting. And the last crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's
2: that helicopter just flying over. <laughs> yes. And, and right.
3: they're showing chateaus and villas. And, you know, yeah. that's not interesting. I, yeah. I, I, I commend people who are, who love it, but, yeah, yeah. I would never watch but cycling. I'd sit out there and
0: watch that fucking Tour de France. From
2: but
3: start I find to finish. it quite
0: calming, you know, like if you, you have nothing quite, else yeah. to watch and you're not really watching the TV as intensely. It's nice to put on the background, like, golf you don't have to watch like every no. shot in golf. Just like relax. I'll take some garden balls on the TV, like she's <laughs> <geez>, like <laughs> a marble
2: racing or something. Wilding, yeah. <laughs> <Just> two people <laughs> kicking a ball at each other. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so wait, sorry. Go ahead. When you are actually in a race, um, do you have like a do you have like the team speaking to you in like a like a thing in your ear? Yeah,
3: so we've got race radios. So it's a little got a radio that goes in your back, and you've got an earpiece going into your ear. Um, mm-hmm. and that's it's got a little microphone, and that's through everyone all the riders in your team as well as in you've got two team cars following um, with a race director who's got kind of GPS files and TV so you can see what's going on that's that's crazy and man. kind of giving you updates, you know, maybe there's a breakaway. So that's when a few riders ride away from the Peloton yeah. like, well, technical terms and they'll tell you, listen, guys, they're two kilometers in front of you. You've got 50 Ks to go. If you guys want to catch them, you've got to try and average, you know, 4 ks an hour quicker than them. So they're allowed to say that kind of stuff as well. They eh? like, yeah, they these looks are fast. I, mean, kind of... I guess
2: it, that's fucking important because mm-hmm. I mean, to know how far the guys are ahead. But like, if you think
0: about it in golf, they hardly ever know. Like, let's say I've seen some golf like games on the final day. They won't even know if the guy three or four holes ahead of them what score they yeah, on. You know, yeah. so it's sort of like that not knowing should you push harder or not.
2: Golf, it's sort of like, oh, he's doing this. Just play better. For cycling, it's sort of like, okay, tactical they are this far away, you've got to adjust your speed by this amount. No, no, no it is interesting. I was like, just wondering if you hey, could say it or not. You're behind the guys.
0: Because mm. it's almost like giving you a tip off like, listen, you gotta go faster. Yeah, pretty much. That's you know. what I was just thinking. Yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> it's it's interesting. And I uh, like I mean you you're cycling for fuck long time. I've, what's the situation with pissing and shitting?
3: Um so some guys can do it while they ride. Not shitting yeah. obviously. Yeah but that's but a but tough pissing. one <laughs> So I, I I generally piss off the bike. And you know you try and avoid cameras and fans and spectators and all kids, but you're not always going to. Yeah. You just hope you're not that kid standing on the side of the road getting pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but generally, like you know, if you're doing a five hour day, it's it's humanly impossible to grind as hard as you can for five hours. So you go through phases in the race where yeah. kind of there's that general consensus: guys, we're going to tap off now. You need to stop and take off a rain jacket. I'm going to go back to the car and get some bottles. I'm going to stop and piss here. Okay. So, so there are, okay. you know, in the longer races periods, like a 94.7, there's no yeah. time because it's a two hour race, two and a half hour race. Yeah. Well, so, how quick do hours. you do it? What's your best time? Okay. Yeah. I did, t- I've done 94.7, like I think, three times. Um, Last time I did it was 2014, and I think I did 210. I think I was third. That's crazy. I yeah. that was only. Yeah double that yeah you're almost there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just, just, yeah, just got to get a few seconds off there yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll just c- cut
2: it off bro if, if got Tim to cycle we would have been <laughs> yeah been. it's yeah. just <laughs> like, I don't think Tim's nose was very aerodynamic <laughs> 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 I love how we insult him <laughs> <laughs> <It's just laughs> time on this podcast become a trend convict. bro you <laughs> must comment on the video <laughs> yeah but anyway
0: um, I wanted to ask what's the highest accolade for like cycling So the Tour de France or the Olympics because now I'm quite confused thinking about it
3: um, so so Olympics because it's it's every four years and you know it's the Olympics obviously that's, that's quite a big deal um, but I think for pure cyclists, because you know cycling hasn't been in the Olympics for that long, yeah. it's, it's not. It doesn't carry that much weight. Um, you know, cycling in Europe's been going on for 150 years. So the Tour de France is the pinnacle of the sport. If you ask anyone about cycling. Who doesn't know anything? They'll take Tour de France. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what everyone knows. Um, Sandy, you you cycled the Tour de France before? No. So this, uh, this I was supposed to be your first. Yeah, I was supposed to do it few oh, year before, but oh, injuries and and like visa problems have have yeah. But that's away. that's fucking crazy. That that's heartbreaking. The Tour de France. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. So yeah. how many cyclists did you say it is? Who do the Tour de France. Yeah. So, there's 200 starters um, from 22 different teams. And then every team has, yeah, eight riders. So, maybe that's... How, just, did the, just how did the teams get elected for the Tour de France? Is it all based on time trials? or No. So, so cycling is very similar to uh, professional football, where you've got, like, the Premier League. You've got your, you know champions league yeah. or whatever or So not champions league but the second division Yeah, it's, it's called the champions, champions league. league it is quite confusing yeah uh so it's the same in cycling so you've got your world tour teams and there are 18 of us and then you've got your pro conti teams professional conti teams and there's about 20 of them and then you get continental level so it, it ranks down and all the world tour teams get automatic qualification okay so there's 18 of us and then the four remaining spots are wildcard teams given to the highest ranked while like the, the best of the rest yeah. of thing. and that's generally french and belgian teams um so yeah, I mean, the chances of doing the Tour de France if you're not in a world tour team is very, very unlikely. Yeah. And getting into these teams? How do it's, you do that? It's it's really it's hard. It's not like any other sport, you know, cricket and, and rugby. You know, you go through schoolboy cricket and rugby, and then there's academies, and you get scouted. Mm. Trials, yeah. And there's there's like almost a program, and there's a step to follow. with cycling it isn't like that. Yeah. You know, I, um, I raced in South Africa as a youngster. I won a lot of races. It meant nothing, you know. No one cared. No one knew who I was. I went to Europe. I got my head kicked in. Again, you just got to keep persevering, keep pushing, get noticed by an agent or get noticed by a team or it's being right place, right time, um, consistently uh, winning and then also just not giving up.
2: But it must be quite volatile then being in a team because if for some reason you become worse at cycling, whether it be an injury or anything, and you're no longer performing you got that's crazy bro. yeah it's very
3: cutthroat so that's also the thing you know people can retire well forced forced retirement because they're just not getting contracts at 23 um so the average age of a cyclist is around 30 um most of them well as a cyclist you know because it's not really hard impact if you have crashes and that that can obviously affect you but you can ride until you're probably 40 years old most don't you know most retire earlier because also it's a hard life your family you know you're on the road the whole time and it's 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 not an easy life, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure the whole time, and you know you can't rest on your laurels. So currently I'm a South African champ, so just naturally that should almost mean that I'm entitled to a contract next year. But you know I might be 26 and retire then. And you don't that, know if that's I don't crazy. if I don't achieve again. That's, so it's that's hectic because that's mm, sort of that's like scary. That, that uncertainty just gives You anxiety to you. make no. sure
2: that you are better. That's there's, yeah. There's no like you've got this security in a team. It's you've got to keep upping yourself yeah. no matter yeah. what. 100%. And yes, that's that's crazy. And I had just is <laughs> a a bit of a weird question, but after my ninety four point seven with Tim, we both had numbedick, numb like you cannot believe, bro. Numb bro. Almost
1: because of, of the saddle. Because of I So you'd have like
2: numb gooch or something though that no, right? was numb everything down there <laughs> honestly dude it was for like 12 hours and on Google it no, seemed like you. if it was longer we would have had to go to hospital <laughs> jeez I'm like assuming your balls and dick get used to that
3: it's, it's just conditioning you know just like anything you know <laughs> <laughs> if, if you, like if I if I go and try and lift lift weights tomorrow you know the next day I'm gonna feel like Mm. like shit yeah. but if you do it regularly you just get used to it um, I also put metal spirits on my ass to make it I've done it no but I, I mean I often I, I think I've had two occasions where I did the Giro d'Italia so that's like the Tour de France in Italy it's a 21 day race yeah, throughout through Italy yeah, no, yeah. Um, and it was a 7 hour day 2 back to back 7 hour days 250 odd k's in the rain Jeez, just pure God. pain and yeah you know you just piss blood and jeez, you have no geezer, feeling so so the Tour de France how many k's are you
2: overall cycling roundabout
3: it's approximately 4,000 kilometers jeez bro. So, fuck that bro. I mean <laughs> you
2: guys are professionals and stuff but obviously you struggle tremendously as well I yeah, mean there sure. must be if you've obviously been in you've done the other races not necessarily the Tour de France you must have been in
3: situations where you're like fuck this is hell on earth I can honestly say I mean so I do about 80 professional race days a year and a quarter of them so at least 20 i like I'm, I'm my heart rate sitting at 200 i'm just feeling pain you know i'm bleeding somewhere because i crashed or some a cars hit me or something has yeah. happened and i just say why am i doing this you know at the end of this race i'm packing it in and i'm stopping because no human should, should, <laughs> should have to <laughs> endure this
1: but that's also why the the age to retire is also quite quite low as well because it's quite taxing on the body it's yeah. very taxing on the body yes, yeah. it, it but that,
0: hellish. that does lead me to my, one of the questions I wanted to ask what's your resting
3: heart rate so I mean my I've got it down to 35 think mine's 80 <laughs> <laughs> but right now I'd say probably between 42 and 46 Then I know that I mean is I'm, ridiculous I'm right bro. Bro. Yeah. and do you think
0: getting your heart rate down this is tips for me and Freya probably how do you get your heart rate down? Your resting heart rate. It's just like intense cardiovascular it's exercise.
3: It, it is, and I think a big part of it, yeah, do the intense stuff and like the high-intensity training, but also just the long endurance. And it's almost that's that monotonous, boring part of it where you've got to climb on a bike and do six hours. It's all and boring. It. And to me, it's bro. It, it is boring.
0: Thirty-five, bro. I'm fucking. Yeah, shocked, that
1: is bro. insane, dude. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's another question that I was gonna ask. Like your training routine, is it is it literally just cycling, or is there an element of like high intensity training yeah. or like weight training or things yeah. like that what is what is it
3: depends on the time of the year um so kind of in my off season so like november december when there aren't really races anywhere in the world um i do a lot of gym work so three times a week um you know predominantly leg stuff so leg press yeah. squats lunges that sort of thing um but in season i go to gym once or twice a week but not heavy heavy weights um i try and do a bit of explosive stuff so kind of you know the technique is all explosive yeah. core work um, and then a lot of double sessions where I'm just riding. So in the morning, I'll do maybe a four-hour ride where I'm just, you know, cruising. And then in the afternoon, I'll do an hour with certain interval training. So like, you know, a minute hard, 30 seconds recovery, a minute hard, or 20 minutes as hard as I can. I think Just, you know, very variations of that. But yeah, it's, it's very structured and kind of in season every day for me is planned from when I wake up to when I go to bed and it's all got to be recorded. Oh, I they sleep. monitor you as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so... But you're, the teams are team monitoring. And, and the cycling union. So you're on a, a whereabouts program for, for doping, so for drugs. So every yeah. single night I've got to log in where I'm going to sleep so that they can come and test me. Um, no but, So they've camped down hard. Oh, super hard! I mean, since the Lance Armstrong days. Yeah. Because that's
2: that's an interesting topic that I almost yeah. forgot about is the doping. The things. doping.
3: It's, it's massive. So I mean, I think this year alone, I've been tested six times, and I rock up at my house at six in the morning, and there'll be a doctor there, and a and so a. So it's completely random. Completely random. Um. So you got to fill that in, and then obviously the team has to be aware of that. Um. You have to sleep with like Garmin wearables so that they can see, monitor what your heart rate is, what time you went to bed, what time you woke up. You have to what weigh yourself. What's the purpose of that? I think it's just to ensure that you are recovering and like they can monitor your heart rate. So they can say, listen, you, you slept last night and your average heart rate for the night was 42. Tonight, so it, it was weird. Like Someone's watching you sleep. Like if there's, right. benefit, if there's a difference, you've you're, done getting, something. you're getting sick or maybe you, you're doing drugs or something like that. Um, they also want to m- monitor what you eat. And just, you know, you're ultimately an investment. You know, we're That's getting paid salaries. And oh, they want to ensure that they're getting rewards and they're going to get returns. So oh, if you're man, out partying man. until three in the morning every night, you know, we're not going to keep you. So it's it's a very strict lifestyle, and it's also it's hard on families, it's hard on relationships, and friends.
0: But rewarding though, as well. I think rewarding. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm
3: living the dream, and, and mm. yeah, hopefully, I can retire after cycling. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> what
0: is your your future
2: now with cycling? Obviously, you're going to do the Tour de France and stuff.
3: So, I mean, in my mind, I always said early early thirties. Um, it depends if I'm enjoying it. Depends if I get contracts. Um, and then I'm really going to look forward to the day I get to go to Micah and buy some hooks and racket. And then rack, rack those wheels up because I think once I do retire, I don't think I'd want to ride a bike anymore. She's um, like it. That's crazy. You know? That's weird. Not but even fun. Doing it as a career, you know, I love my bike and I love everything about it, but but it takes the pleasure away. And oh, okay, waking up early and, and and you know just sitting out yeah. there, it's it's not for me. So, so is it mean, worth it? I mean. I, I always
2: say this with everyone because yeah. I fucking like just rugby, for example. <laughs> I dreaded every single practice I went to. Sometimes I would enjoy the match when I got fit, yeah. but otherwise I fucking hated it, bro, because <laughs> it's shit. Like, I mean, imagine waking up at five o'clock and being like, I've got to go ride till fucking 12 p.m. now.
1: And that's uh, the thing, like, yeah, you know, we obviously had this conversation um, off camera as well and beforehand. I would take that any day over going into the office and sitting there. 9 to there. 5. But Not you said buckler. you wouldn't. You said you'd rather I go 9 to 5. i smash the legal industry. Sit on my comfy
3: ass chair.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't know.
3: I think it's definitely worth it. And again, you know, I'm, I'm chasing my dream. I'm, I'm riding a bike. And I'm doing, when I look back in South Africa, and I think, you know, currently there are five professional South African, South African cyclists. And there, you know, maybe three, 400 youngsters who would kill to be in my position. Yeah. So I've got to appreciate that. And I'm also competitive. So yeah, when I get into a race, it's a different mindset. You know, yeah. like kind of I don't think about the last seven days. I spend seven hours on the bike each day. I think about you know I want to win. That's and, good. And, yeah. and that fuels me. I think that that that's what you got
0: to do. Yeah. And then with regards to eating, I've heard that like when you're busy doing a race, you burn so many calories that that night you just have to like
3: shove. food load. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, so. It's, I think on a typical stage you're going be to burn between. It sounds a lot, but it's it's legit. It's between five to seven thousand calories. Jesus um And you fr- got to yeah, you got to replenish. So so you're eating a lot. We've got chefs who, who follow us and they come to the races with us. And yeah, we you eat as much as you can. I mean, a typical morning breakfast before stage of a sort of front stage, you'd have a bowl of oats with granola and and fruit, bananas. You'd have an omelette, three egg omelette, and then you know a bowl of rice or pasta. That's great. And that's bro.
2: just in the morning. And during and during the race because obviously you have to keep topping
3: up with I, I don't know with the herb <laughs> bars yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. we had those the goos <laughs> and the, all sorts of that shit yeah
3: so we've got like nutrition sponsors and they give us um energy gels so goose mm. and, and bars as well as you know the race mix so the, the drink you drink the electrolytes mm. and there's a lot of carbs in there and then also we've got soigneurs they're called the carers they kind of you know massage us and they prepare us like little sandwiches and, and kind of rice cakes and that sort <sighs> of thing to eat um while we ride that's easy to digest and and you're not too kind of heavy. And Chuck. do you
0: guys sleep in buses and stuff during these stages? Or do you guys sleep in like hotels? No, no, no. So we
3: stay in hotels. Um. So okay. every team's got a multiple team buses. But at every race, there'll be a team bus. And that's a very luxurious bus. It's like being in a first-class flight. You've yeah, got everyone's got their own seats. Yeah. And you've yeah. got a place to charge your phone, your laptop, and, and headphones. And... Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a kitchen and the buses and bathrooms and showers and that sort of thing. So we travel, you know, from the hotel to the start of the race. And then when you finish the race, you know, you shower and you eat in the bus while you travel to your next hotel. Um, but yeah, generally the, the race organizers look after us really, really well with yeah. nice luxurious you hotels. You must
1: sleep like a damn baby every <laughs> single night. I uh, uh, must be tired, yeah. Honestly, like, you must exhaust yourself like every single day that by the time you get to bed, you just pass out. Yeah, so what, yeah. what yeah. time yeah.
2: do you end up going to sleep and then waking up and... and s- things like these
3: so it's very different like in south africa you know if you think of the, the cycling culture the guys wake up early you know it's, you've got to be, go before work yeah, yeah. or you know before traffic or the heat of the day in europe the races only start at about 12 mm. oh, yeah. yeah so if you're doing a five six hour day you start at 12 you finish at six o'clock in the evening you go to the bus you know maybe you've got prize giving or you've got to do dope control whether you've got a person a cup um media interviews that sort of thing you get back on the bus you shower and then sometimes you know the hotel's only five k's away. Sometimes it's two hundred K away. I mean, last year in oh the Giro d'Italia, we were in Sicily and we had to take a ferry to get to get back to mainland Italy. And I That's think we crazy. got back to the hotel at like eleven o'clock at night.
1: Just, um, so, so it it, it,
3: yeah. differs. it Must be like I, I <laughs> bed now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, generally eleven o'clock is, is is generally bedtime. But yeah, you can sleep until like eight. That's the the perks of That's the interesting. Program. I thought yeah. it was all wake early up earlier starts, sort nah. of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But it
0: does make sense though, because remember the sun sets so much later in Europe. Exactly. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So. Obviously, they can start things later, which obviously yeah, helps. It yeah, it does. makes
3: so much sense that waking up early is just cuck, burst yeah. stations. Now, the Europeans are onto something there, because <laughs> you know, after after being in South Africa now for a oh. while and having to wake up early to ride before that curfew. No, yeah, that's curfew, so it's one of the birds. Yeah. <laughs> And then with the
0: doping, is it more intense when there's actually a race on? So, do they test you a lot more while you're part of, like, let's say,
3: the Tour de France, but they you season as well. They do. So it's called in-competition and out-of-competition testing. So out-of-competition testing I'll get probably tested between 10 to 20 times a year whether I rock up at my house or rock up at a hotel or something like that. They've even tested me at an airport before. Um, I was flying to Dubai and they, they rocked up there in an, airport. in an airport bathroom. Um, that would generally be blood and urine, um, but in competition... Blood and urine? Blood and urine.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is Fuck. it the same type of tasting? Is it just pissing in the cup? It's blood yeah. and
3: urine. It's a, it's a controlled environment, you know, because you've got to pour it into like an A sample glass, a B sample glass. You've got to seal it up. To I don't think an airport bathroom, bathroom is a controlled <laughs> environment. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> do they should just take you to the bathroom in the airport Someone and say, listen, we're going to a, a test and you've
2: got a <coughs> needle in your thing?
3: Like
1: Some random dude will like just come up you and yeah.
3: How, they, they, they show accreditation, so they show their name, and they show a letter that uh, they've been summoned by the kind of the FIFA of of cycling that we're here to test you. And if you decline, that's a strike next to your name, and two of those, and you're bound because
2: you say the FIFA of cycling is there a global regulatory body then, as it opposed is, to countrywide? Yes. So, so there
3: is countrywide and in a global one. So the global one is the UCI, so that's WADA, the World Anti-Doping Association, and then within cycling South Africa, which is the local one, it's SAID. So the South African. Just so sport. would you fall under South Africa when those? I'm in South Africa? They will test me, okay. but throughout when I'm you know throughout okay, the rest of the season, it will be UCI.
2: So it's actually quite interesting how they've really they've seriously they must. like that is insane but do
3: you think doping makes that much of a difference that they have to Uh, I do I mean I think things from from EPO so that's where you know you increase your blood count you increase the oxygen in your blood what that does for recovery and just being able Mm. to push yourself to testosterone human growth hormone things like that it, it does wonders I mean guys are going to the extremes now where they're if you're at, at altitude it also does lots for your blood so guys are now sleeping in oxygen simulation oh, tents f- mm. f- yeah, yeah. Yeah. is that and considered doping? Yeah. depends <laughs> where you are so Italy considers that doping the rest of the world don't so it's also like all these technicalities <laughs> and, and things Very like enough. that so, <sighs> so yeah there's lots of lots of questions and, and it's, it's a difficult time but I think mm-hmm. in general the world of cycling and I think just sport in general is, is really well monitored and controlled now and if you are doping it's because you're either very desperate or because you're very you're rich and you... Yeah, but Fraser made a very things. good
0: point when we spoke about legalizing steroids in sports. And he was, he said, he said, and I'll never forget it, he said, some people might not want to take it to put that health risk on themselves, right? Because usually doping, even if you think about it in bodybuilding or rugby, yeah, it's actually bad is for is. your health, yeah, right? So that. getting it to a stage where you have to dope to compete with people would just make, the, uh, make it bad for the people that don't want to dope, you know? Yeah, it's you know, sort
2: of like, because we were saying, like, if, yeah. we, if we legalize steroids or whatever it is in any sport, there will still be people that'll be like, fuck, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to do this to yeah. damage my body. Yeah. But it's just like how you say they, they sleep in these thermal tents. There's, how the fuck do you regulate everything? Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it must be insane because there's just so many sneaky ass. You, you're just sleeping in a different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because people get creative with it, bro. Yeah, They're exactly. always coming up with new ways to. To try and like kind of cheat the system yeah. and stuff, you just sort of so be like
3: that was creative. You could take it.
1: <laughs> no, good and on you. Honestly, good on you. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also you know not just the the personal dilemma of you know I'm, I don't want to take it because I, you know, I don't want to cheat, but it's also you know if, if me and Fraser t- tomorrow took the same dosage of steroids and we did the same workout for six weeks, we might not have the same yield the results. same results. Yeah. yeah, and that also kind of. So, again, you know, there's a discussion of just allow it and, you know, let's just see what people are actually capable of. That is crazy. Um, what but do I, you personally think, though? So? I, I don't think it's it's fair. I think also in in certain sports, you know, I, I'm very anti-dragging and doping to enhance performance. Um, but I think to do it in bodybuilding versus cycling is very different. I think bodybuilding, yeah. it's it's not that it's safe, but... It's understandable. But in cycling, you're pushing your heart. You know, I, I've been, I've done five hours where my heart rate sat at an average of 180 for five hours. That's good. You know, that's if, if you've got, great. If you've got <laughs> something in your system, you know, you're going to have heart attacks. And I've been yeah. in a race, like where people have died from crashes, but people have had a heart attack and died on the spot or they've died mid-40s, you know, healthy as anything. I can assume that's, 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 probably, yeah. that's probably more common than people dying from crashes. Yeah, like heart attacks and And getting, you know, cancers and all these kind of diseases you know, that have been kind of sprung on from p- performance enhancing drags in like maybe mid 30s to, to oh 40s. Oh
0: hell. That so, is crazy, yeah. bro.
3: So um, I'll stay away from that for, for now. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're just
0: going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. That was quite cool. interesting. Yeah. Holy shit, bro. Okay, are oh, we back? So we're going to move into the second half of the podcast now. After which, we'll be talking about abortion, racism, <laughs> and <laughs> pedophilia should be illegal. Legal. Cheese like it, bro. <laughs> That's what you said off camera. <laughs> yeah, so basically going start speaking about, Um, I think you just said he's your teammate, Tlamini. Yeah, Nicholas. Um, his full name, sorry, I was, uh, don't Yeah, miss. Nicholas
3: Tlamini. Yeah, South African cyclist from Cape Town, rides for NTT as well.
0: Yeah, so he had quite an unfortunate event last year. It was last year, 2019.
3: End, end of last year, yeah. End of just last end year. Of where
0: yeah, um, you probably know the facts better than us, so maybe just kick it off and tell us what happened exactly there.
3: Um, yeah, he was just doing a training ride um, in Cape Town, going up Table Mountain, and he went into a, a nature park. And, yeah, police rangers rode him off the road. Um, there was a question if, if he had, like, the legal permit to ride there. And, you know, without asking any questions, they they rode him off the road, you know, basically almost making him crash. And then apprehended him, and and in the struggle they broke his arm, put him in the back of a van, and yeah, just kind of no, no regard for for his career He didn't resist anything, then. not at all. He just said, "Listen, I'm sorry, I'm was sorry." Video, yeah, yeah, there yeah. Was a video, and yeah, you can actually hear in the video his arm breaking.
0: I actually watched that video. I remember
2: last hey, time. What's I ended up the
3: deal with the permit then? What? So um, as a. Like in all parks like this, so I mean, Sakebush Run to Game Reserve is the same thing. Where you, you can freely run and walk and cycle in there, but you just you, you need a permit. It can be like a monthly permit or yearly permit, or even just a day pass. Um, and it's 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 quite a, a bit of a grey area wh- whether he had one or not. Yeah. Um, Regardless, but, but, but nonetheless, yeah. uh, nonetheless, you know, you don't. But brutality is just how ridiculous. Did they, oh, they, they grab. So he was he's it off it the bike, and be yeah. know. Yeah. They, they try to. You, the if you watch
0: the video, they try to like get his arms behind his yeah. back. And then, as you pull the bridges, you hear this fucking snap, bro. It's yes. scary.
2: So yeah, I mean, on that, that was uh, sort of like serious fucking brutality. By they're not even law enforcement officers. They yeah, they like essentially the yeah.
1: security guards.
2: Yeah. That's, We've obviously had a lot of that hot topics on issues of force, and one that's just happened recently is George Floyd in America. Yeah, and it's devastating. That video that killed
0: me, bro. I would not I watch didn't
2: that even video. I not finish that <laughs> video. I could not finish that video. Yeah, it was a tough watch. It was fucking difficult, um, bro. But at
1: the same time, I like the I like the the uproar. I'm so happy, the bro. About it. I was like, fucking um, burn
0: that building down, bro. I was like, go for what? it. W-
2: what? is it what
0: What the hell is going so, on basically Why so is so that happening? so let me I actually did i went into a deep dive in this topic bro because when i saw that video it fucking outraged me bro so what happened was obviously he um like tried to cash a check right and then the check bounced then they suspected fraud like forgery then the police came tried to like arrest him and if you see the like new footage that has come out they pull him out of his car like he's not resisting arrest at all like he's so a he's big guy. his car and they pulled him out yeah and then, they eventually, like, take him, like, to the police car, and then eventually you don't see the footage, because there's, like, a missing bit, and then next thing he's on the floor, and then it's that 10-minute video that you see. So, what
2: the hell happened? Or how did it get
0: from... Because they, it's like car, a corner, it's like on a, on a corner, so it's, on a, it's, like, on a corner, and his car is parked here, and they take him out of his car, and the police car is parked on the other yeah, side of the how corner. how did it get to the situation where a cop is
2: on his neck?
0: Yeah, like. so I, no one knows that part yet, you know, there's been footage from this side of the corner and this side of the corner, but... When they take him around, to when I he gets on his feet, yeah. there's no footage. Yeah. So
2: when I say what is going on, I mean that there's a sort of trend of police brutality on black men. And I know some of the the situations I have personally thought I've been like there. There has been situations of resisting. However, the the force has been excessive in each occasion. But this one, and
0: obviously a lot of other ones, yeah, unarmed like
2: completely unjustified whatsoever yeah,
0: if you look at the facts he was unarmed he was already handcuffed he was on the floor there were four policemen one person like it was just all outweighed against him and at the end of the day he died you know but going back to the 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 riots that came after this mm. they keep quoting this one Martin Luther King quotes that keeps saying like um, if you're not going to let us in the house we're going to burn the house down um it's loosely something like that and that's why they went and rioted towards the police station and burnt the police station yeah. out you know if you see what they did to the cop cars and everything and it's all, you know, what i related back to is sort of like the whole gender violence in south africa where it just got too much that you had to fucking do something about it mm. it's gotten to the point where it's like it's fucking mm. overboard now you know you, you need to do something and i think that's the point they had like think about it yeah. um what's the there's another famous case bro uh, Michael B. Jordan played him in that movie even but that was the first time when it really outraged the public um, I'll get his name now actually well, I mean and it was the exact same situation but they put him in a chokehold, they put him in a oh chokehold yeah, and it was in the chain station um, and that was the first time it ever happened and this is like 10 years ago so yeah. this is 10 years later and the same situations happened so there's been no change and I think that's why people are fucking but angry but I also bro. saw an
2: interesting tweet as I said I'm, I'm hot on Twitter right now yeah um <laughs> There was a tweet that said, What do you want us to do? Because remember Colin Kaepernick took a knee yeah. Uh, yeah. in the football. They're like, Okay, so we we do a silent protest, we get nowhere, so we sort of yeah. have to do Take this it into shit. our own hands and but do on, something. Yeah, but on the same hand, unfortunately, like I dis I disagree in the sense where they're looting businesses that are completely unrelated. Yeah. I kind of do agree with the the writing and burning the, the like yeah, the uproar. Like I understand that yeah.
0: the, the That they're so angry that they need to express themselves in that way, but you're gonna have bad eggs in any bunch. You're gonna have bad eggs in the cops, bro. Do that are the ones that are gonna kill people, bro. They're gonna be the bad eggs. And part of a riot, they are gonna be. If you look at the vast differences between the civil rights movement with Martin Luther King and um, what's other guy's name? Uh, I had a dream. That's Martin Luther King. No, Martin Luther 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 King was wild, bro. So Martin Malcolm X, X. Mm. sorry. So Malcolm X was the more violent approach to the civil rights movement, and Martin Luther King was very peaceful protests, right? So if you look at any sort of protest, even in South Africa, you'll see we have people like Steve Biko. He was quite radical. He still said, like, listen, he actually had a brilliant quote, bro. He had a quote where he was in court, and the judge asked him, Um, like shortly before his death the judge asked him he said listen how can there be um, confrontation without violence and he said me and you judge we're confronting in this situation right now but there's no violence we don't have any we're not fighting each other but we're disagreeing on this point so it just depends on the protesters which I'm trying to get at like Mm. what is your mindset going into this do you want to be violent and try to get your point across that way the the Malcolm X way or the Martin Luther King way of where they're they would sit on the bus and just do nothing, you know, yeah. or silent protest and go and sit in a building where you're not allowed to be. But I think that's way back. Like, now at the moment, what is the point of cops being more violent towards black people? Because we spoke about it briefly off this. There's a bunch of pranksters on YouTube who are, they're all white um, and they went and drank beer in front of police, you know? Like, they literally, it's or not it, was, alcoholic, oh, it was not alcoholic but it looks like beer. It looks like you're committing a crime. And the policemen approached them in such a peaceful and, you know, understanding manner. But we said, imagine they were black now and they did the same thing. Do you think they would have got the same response?
1: Look, I don't think we can, I don't think we can, like, speculate on the, the actual cop, the actual individual cop, because we don't know. Because obviously, like you said, there's bad eggs everywhere yeah. you go. So, like, in that instance, they could be, that could have been a good cop. So, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Whether it was black
0: um, or white, sure.
1: So, I guess we can't really say that, but I mean... Just, just it's regardless, a there's one, been yeah. trained. There's, there's a pattern. Of yeah, there's so a pattern. And it's, it's, it's unacceptable, and I like that people have taken a stand now. Yeah. Um, in so order to change. Yeah, yeah,
2: so I think, honestly, because of the protests and the riots, he's only been arrested. I don't think he would have been arrested if there wasn't such an uproar. I think they were sure. under the radar. Yeah, exactly. Now, so, so he's been arrested, and I see his wife has filed for divorce. Yeah. So he's not having a great day.
3: Okay, but other than that, you know, other than affecting his personal life, what, what? Are they going to kind of what's the end, end game? You know, I, I agree that there needs to be awareness, and yeah. but what is going to change? You know, How are they going to change it, everyone's mindsets? This is hap- this happens every year. and yeah, What's stopping and, and, the next one? What what is stopping the next one? What is going to be put in place? And I agree with what you've said. You know, both like in that you can't blame the police force. And even see Lil Wayne, yeah, like he he was outspoken saying that you can't blame the force, and it's not just mm. the police. It, it is a you know a recurring event, but it is certain bad eggs but but again you know what what is this outcry and and this awareness gonna actually do what what a, you know yeah, yeah I always find myself game? thinking
0: about that as well you know when something bad happens I ha- I'm the type of person that's I don't really like to like ponder on it and think this is such a bad thing I like to think how are we gonna fix it you know but fixing something like that is it's not like an easy way to do oh, it you, you know to, you can yeah. train them and yeah. be like listen there's better techniques to arrest someone than putting your neck on their, so or you your knee on their to neck, fix, maybe. like
2: institutionalized racism and racism. They've been thinking. trying to f- fix racism for thousands of for years. Yeah, but hopefully
1: that in this instance, this is like the they're making a they're making a a point out of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The specific situation so that okay. going forward, yeah. it's not going to be acceptable. But so it, it makes kinda it's also a, it makes things very difficult as well just
2: on a kind of separate note that cops are going to be so shit scared now mm-hmm. to in do instance, the jobs look of a, a black individual in yeah, case yeah, something yeah. like that does
0: here's my rebuttal though they don't have to be scared just fucking take your knee off after one minute at least yeah. bro not yeah. 5 yeah, it minutes It doesn't make sense but like that, that video like exactly. just it's ridiculous bro like that's way too excessive understand dude if he was struggling or something was going on and you had to like try pin him down for like the first 30 seconds but once you got him down and there's four of you and, oh, well, dude, take the same, a meal yeah. breathe, like so it's yeah. fucked bro. like it just doesn't make any sense bro yeah. I mean, so that I don't think you can fix people like that it's like saying how are you going to fix school shootings these kids are going to get fucking angry and they're going to go and shoot people bro like, so does it come like,
2: down to the individual it's, indiv- it's like individuals individual yeah. bad eggs in each Groups. Yeah, so it's, it's bad eggs on the police force that are doing because the point is, is you
0: can't you can't see when the situation is going to happen right a cop could be driving right now in America somewhere spot something and try arrest this guy and next thing he's killed him right mm. you can't foresee that this event's going to happen so you can't stop it before it happens it's yeah. how they handle the events I it's think it's also how,
2: yeah. how they're thinking prior if that that cop so that surely cop, must have been thinking... That cop came out with photos, sorry, where he
0: had... Yeah, he had photos of a cap saying, make whites great again and stuff like oh that. Like, really? There was yeah, previous... Like photos of this guy, that exact cop. So he was
3: definitely intent to do harm. He was not detaining
2: this guy just willy nilly.
3: And that's important because you know, in my mind, you know, you think you know, as a police officer, you're not sure if this individual might be like harboring a weapon, or you know, you're not your own best interest at the same time, you know. But again, you know, going to that extent, it's it's clearly a trend, and and it's yeah. And you can see from
0: this guy's past history that he definitely was a a bit of a racist, you know.
2: But, yeah, so that'll all go back down to how how do we fix racism, which... Is an age-old question. uh, Age-old question, especially here in South Africa, we know how effective that is. But on that same note with that George Floyd, we've just had in South Africa um, Mr. Collins Causa who was killed by the South African National Defense Force. So he was drinking beer. We had an open thing of alcohol in his own yard, and he ended up... the, the Army came in, and I think police ended up joining as well. And he actually got beaten to death Jeez, by geez, these soldiers. The so was, the pathologist revealed that, like his cause of death. I think I could be wrong. It was it was from the beating, but it was like blunt force trauma or. Um, <laughs> you can, That's that crazy. From the beating that he got was his cause of death, and now the why is the uproar? Because we've got a whole bunch of South Africans. As you should be uproaring or being angry about George Floyd, where's the same energy for Collins Cause? Because I think
0: people are rallying behind the underlying problem of racism, right? That a lot of people can relate to and they've been through. You Good. know, right. yeah. Where in the Collins causer case, I don't know why, but I've, it's a, there's not that racism problem there.
2: Yeah, so it people
1: over we can do this. Yeah. Abuse of power. Abuse you know, know. It's abuse of power. It's power, which whereas yeah. the other situation is more of a racist. So, yeah. sort of, I, I guess it's more
2: like because the racism issue has been around for so yeah. long. It kind of deserves more attention. I don't say anything yeah. deserves more or less. You yeah, know, exactly I'm just saying, yeah, both are just
1: as just as bad. bad. Abuse but the problem problem is so common in South no, Africa. I know,
0: yeah. and uh, dude, that's fucking terrifying that they came to this guy's own fucking yard and killed him, bro. Like, mm. that's fucking disgusting. But the problem is though, that people can't relate to it. You know what I'm saying? It's not a problem that people can relate to. Yeah. When when was the last time you sat in your yard and got beaten by the police force? It's
1: more of an isolated. Incident.
0: Uh, but if someone it's came. Not
2: necessarily isolated, I don't think.
0: But remember how many people in South Africa and globally can relate to being. Yes, of uh, course. Felt the, the, the feeling oh, of racism. You know, I know. agree with
2: you guys fully. Yeah. That's why, they, why the attention's there. But, I mean, just how bad this Collins cause of matter was was first the first the army found that they obviously said, oh, these guys. It no, it's horrific. Provocation this or is horrific, whatever. there's no liability. Yeah. They the actually case. got taken to court. Um, I tweeted it, the judgments. <laughs> <laughs> this Judge Fabricius was the most scathing judgment against the South African National Defense Force and it was brilliant and they had to like do report back to the court with certain things within five days, within seven days and all of this stuff and one of the, the orders was that they had to conduct a proper investigation in the four uh, soldiers that were involved in this implication and they came back and they found that no, these soldiers did not cause the death and um, they had some dodgy-ass pathologist deposed to an affidavit saying that this is what he found. Although he didn't say it didn't cause a death. He said, just he, he sort of said that the the actual pathologist that was used by the, the lawyers and stuff wasn't exactly correct. But now they've come back to the court and said, no, we're not suspending anyone. Well, they were ordered to be suspended by the court, but we're not taking any more um, procedures against them. They, they're innocent. He he provocated them and he said there was, he, he did gender inequality. Apparently there were two female soldiers and he did something to do with gender inequality and as a result, he got bashed in by cop guns and he was fucking murdered. And now I just think, it's, it's a bit off topic comparing the two, but it's, what now? I mean, do they just, yeah. is that just is that it?
1: So yeah. It just begs the question, like in, in South Africa as a result of our system's in terms of from the corruption to the amount of murders and things that happen have we become like desensitized we normalized it, really? to to all of this stuff and that's why there's not like as there's much of an uproar, uproar about yeah. it and you know what
2: will help it is that if there's an uproar for every single yeah, that's thing what that there happens. needs to be so yeah because it's it's so common every i mean you hear if there's 57 murders a day you are like Okay, it's a casual I mean, day yeah. in South Africa, it's it's and I think day.
0: for all cases, you know, everything whether it be racism, black on white, white on black, Indian on coloured, pink on black, like racism, all these police brutality in itself, you know, we should stop only rallying behind these big ideas of like, you know, like racism, like like you're saying, it's sad now that this Colin causer died and no one's rallied behind it just because there wasn't something to well, relate have to been rallying behind. the okay. has been, but not, but not as big. No, yeah. it's as big as Yeah,
2: there,
0: no. yeah, it is quite interesting, but. For me, I want to lean more towards, like... Because that sort of also takes away to the point of, like, not having your, your rights. And I mentioned this a bit before, but, like... How do you guys feel with your rights being meddled with in this time? You know? Like, are you are you feeling affected? Because mostly it is the smokers and the drinkers that have... And your rights to so your freedom of movement you, and that kind know. of thing, you know?
2: No, I feel, I feel very... Like, um, I, I need... I'm, I want to be outspoken during this time because... I've agreed with the lockdown, all that stuff. But when it comes to because obviously in the Constitution your rights can be limited provided yeah. it's yeah. it's within certain grounds and if we had to we had to do a lockdown to save everyone's lives it's sort of it's, it's understandable. But we're at a stage now where the constitution has been thrown out the fucking window. No one gives a shit. And I think there are personal agendas going on within yeah. our Left, right and center, yeah to be honest and i mean let's let's talk about the main issue and people could say oh it's it's a sort of for privileged people they bitch about smoking yeah it's not that i mean we have a problem with everything that's going on in south africa but because this is so wrong we are more than entitled to speak out about it um it is obviously the smoking yeah and there, there's just no basis for it
1: it's Look, just so blatantly clear as well that there's a hidden agenda. But that's scary because they're yeah. allowed to
2: basically just be so obvious with it. There's no consequences to it,
3: and no one can do anything about it. And that can link back straight back to, to the previous topic about you know abuse of power. Yeah, and yeah. nothing that's going to be done about it. You know, and maybe we're going to slap on the wrist, maybe we get suspended with no pay. But you know, I'm going to just make a lot of money off illegal cigarette sales or kill a man, and I'm going to get okay. They
2: are get no, rid of it. There there no consequences. One of the big things that are also. It irritates me, but it's how things work. Um, like, if you do sue the sa- the states. so if, if you end up suing uh, Dlamini for the cigarette issue and you end up suing the state, and you win and you get a cost order, that money comes from taxpayers' money to pay anyway, to yeah. There's no personal orders. Yeah. So there needs to be... Direct education. are acting in their own capacity. They're not acting yeah. on behalf of the state. Yeah. So they should be held personally liable, but it's so difficult because if people are going to be scared to... I don't know, change ideas in the governments and all of that stuff in case they'd be held personally
0: liable. Yeah, but
2: what the hell do you do? I mean, there is going to be nothing that comes. I'll from tell this. you
0: one thing though: if they did this in America, they would have fucking had a big revolution. I'm telling you now. Imagine, like have banning you heard? Cigarettes banning have taking people's rights away, nah, dude. It wouldn't have
3: been possible. Yeah, it wouldn't Americans
0: would have lost no, their no, shit, dude? They are would so. They have done, though? Dude, try to take speak about taking their guns away. They'll fucking shoot <laughs> you before yeah, you yeah. do it. You know, yeah. Then them, to them, their rights are so important. And but how, to, do, how
2: do they? implement their grievances. Is it through protesting? Is it through court actions? Because, like, we've resorted to court actions. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Uh, I think they literally... They. I think they will get to a point where they will be like, I'm going to the shops, I'm getting a fucking cigarette, and, you know, because it's those small things, and they always scale it up. They're like, if you can take away my cigarettes... What else can you take away? Yeah. Because then we get to the bigger issue of, imagine they start taking away land. Imagine they start taking away this. Imagine they start taking away that. And, and it's a very tricky and hot topic yeah. that you slowly churning on for me, you, you know? It's like that's where
2: really you're sort of leading to a... It's sort of like a communist state. Yeah, it is quite... one want to say, this is what you're allowed to do. This is when you can do it. And yeah, to State. Bro, and it's so, I don't know. It's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but they've sort of used this coronavirus as like a guise to making all the changes that they wanted to yeah. do and also let's be honest that all the money that's the been gone in there's been exactly. no um, overseeing bodies over oh. this 500 billion rand that's, yeah. that's no, been it's used scary. to bail yeah. people out
4: but by I think using they're...
2: the crisis as an excuse no, yeah. there, there's no time to get these institutions in place to oversee everything and I think personally yeah. that money has been ciphered
0: so, for someone that's staying in overseas now, the EU, you know, how have you seen things work differently there compared to how it works in South Africa?
3: I mean, every every country has its problems, always. And, yeah. And again, you know, course. everyone always thinks the grass is always green on the other side, which is not the case. Um, yeah. But 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 things, you know, in my experience, from, you know, I've I've lived in, in certain places for extended periods of time, and and the difference is that you kind of you aren't afraid of the police. You know, every time. I drive down the road and I see a cop car I've done nothing wrong I'm an innocent you know yeah. civilian and you almost hold your breath and you're like "Am I? is there a chance I'm going to get pulled over yeah. are they going to threaten me are mm-hmm. they going to you know try and get a bribe out of me is something are they going to fabricate something that's wrong with my vehicle yeah. or, you know and, and that just living in that fear where we have lived in, in Europe that's not the case you know no. you, you see you know a policeman it's sort of relieving when you see yeah, a it person is 100%, like, yeah, 100% we obviously yeah. live in a
1: state of constant paranoia here you, know? you are
3: you're in constant fear and, and, and that doesn't exist over there and I think you know if you can't trust in your police force you know you can't trust in your government then yeah. who do you trust in you know and, that and, and that's true, what's man. very very sad where it's not the case um, and I think that's that's, a, that's the ultimate difference
0: I know in England most police officers only have a baton even they don't even have a gun yeah, so in London most they, of the police criminalized
2: officers they've uh, criminalised weapons completely in England haven't they
0: yeah well they obviously still have weapons in certain like well I'm talking about legalised legal weapons like, for like the public
2: can you sell weapons to the public I mean guns to the I don't public. know I don't think so I don't think so
0: yeah. but, but I just also, yeah I don't really but know. remember at the end of the day though most police force have guns because they have the right to protect and serve yeah. you know so for them to even give their police form, uh, force just like a baton in case something goes wrong it shows you that they take this kind of stuff maybe more seriously than they're more well, ahead the of time.
2: When last was their shooting in England? Yeah. It was more like more terrorist attacks. And that's yeah, very Yeah, that's... No, yeah, had kind a of
0: fucking sword in the last one. Dude, that's exactly <laughs> no, my no, point Shots. Yeah, so I think yeah, some think police officers... That's what I'm saying. But if you walk in London, most police officers don't have guns. They have like spray and a baton, bro. Yeah. It
1: gets the
2: illegal guns out there, Exactly, cop's gun or he sells it,
0: Yeah, but not just that. At the end of the day... My, my my notion is always that even if a kid, and I always take it back to a kid in America, goes to a fucking school with a knife, he's going to kill a shitload less people with a gun than he can with a gun. Right, a gun you can just fire off, boof, 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 it's death, death, death. But imagine they walk into a, a class, there's six rugby players, four fucking wrestlers and what a and he comes with a, a knife. You know, he might stab the first person, but you could pick up a but chair. What are you
2: saying? Uh, make guns illegal uh, I'm,
0: I'm not saying make it illegal I'm just saying make it more difficult and it's, yeah, it's too easily accepted. it's yeah, too easy in America,
2: yes but South Africa the gun problem is not from legal sales it's illegal it's sales illegal. yeah but yes in America completely geez we could have a whole topic but the whole house. topic on yeah, I mean have you watched Bowling for Columbine yeah, yeah I think I've, I've watched a, a bit of of from Michael Moore it was after the um, Columbine shooting yeah and he w- just showed how fucking easy
0: it was to get, get a gun. So it's like, like an assault rifle. Yeah. For, really? And I was and supposed to it. It's a like Yeah, it's an assault rifle. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it is scary, but like, at the end of the day, though, I'm saying, to even have your police force, right, we speak speaking about like, police brutality and stuff, the police could also do less damage to citizens if they only have a baton. If they
1: don't have the means. Yeah. But then
0: you can always say, what if this guy has a black market gun and the policeman only has a baton? You yes, know, so then, I
2: mean, yeah, that uh, would never work because you of too many black market guns, yeah. Guns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You can't, like, throw your bat and be like, ah, shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a tough situation, bro, and I fucking wish we could go back in time and just never invent guns, bro. That would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> but do we Sword know? fighting was much cooler as well to watch, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like,
2: I would watch a duel. Duel! Duel! You're like, yeah! <laughs> I mean, we've spoke about we spoken about all this stuff. Do we have any ideas or solutions or anything? like? Mine would be
3: fucking, uh, like... Now, just can you... destroy all guns, bro. <laughs> like, if you could, bro. <laughs> okay, destroy Somehow. all guns, but that, like, George Floyd, you know... And yeah, like, that wasn't even a gun. That, no, wasn't that, was, a gun. Just, that was just
0: forced. That's so scary, and bro. Yeah, it's, it's going to be rained down the street with cannons next. <laughs> at the end of the day, then, maybe it goes back to what you, what you learn and how you brought up at the end of the day. If you think about it, because racism isn't born it's taught, bro. Yeah, okay?
1: yeah,
0: 100%. And maybe you just... I don't know, dude. I don't even know what to say. You can't fix it. You can't fucking fix it. I'm oh. so pessimistic right <sighs> now, dude. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's, it's your direct. It's going to be your family, your friends, and I guess society that you are involved with that is going to make you lean in a certain yeah. direction. Yeah. And we can't go on camera and be like, hey, everyone, just Yeah. Stop hating one another. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Like like the but, but then again,
0: though, I also watched this other documentary the other day, bro, which was fucking interesting. It said, we we as humans, we love fucking instant gratification, right? And we always strive for the best thing as soon as possible. And he said, what we do forget is how far we've come over the last hundred years. He's like, if you look at the total deaths per year, when it was like World War Two and how crazy times were just before then, compared to now. was also like,
2: wars, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... At the end of the day, Fred, it's still you're living in a society where there's mm. threats everywhere, right? I think we're getting, He's like we're getting Yeah, you said, look at the deaths now. If you compare the amount of deaths a year, it was ridiculous, Fred. It was like a drop by like 50 to yeah, 60%. Yeah. But
2: let's look at, say, mm. 2015 to 2020. <laughs> are we still improving year by year? Like, are we going to get better by I think it's gradually. Or or but remember, that's effect?
0: what I'm saying. As humans, we want instant gratification. So if we don't see a big change by year, but we look over at 100 years, you know, then we see how big the change actually comes.
1: Okay, but so, now put us in a World War Three situation. I think we're pretty good here in South Africa, bro, to be honest with you. We'll be yeah. good here. I'll be quite but happy in South Africa. The, de- the, <laughs> the will be way, No, it way will be way worse. Than yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Because you can drop one bomb uh, yeah, and blah blah Yeah, but luckily it hasn't
0: happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Donald always did it. Dude, but Donald's a fucking it's idiot, fucking dude. That guy probably couldn't even touch the button correctly, bro. Are you? If you were really fighting the World War Three, like you're saying you oh, are now, you'd build I'm a bunker. I'd exactly, in a World War Three. Exactly, because we're living in a lot more peaceful state than it was 100 years ago.
2: I would not be reason. too scared about World War Three based on the fact
0: that I'm in South Africa, dude. If South I was Africa. Africa. sitting
2: in fucking America and World War Three happened, I would cuck
1: my pants, bro.
0: Bro, the way we are so tired of China and everything now, we are definitely going to charge back them if a fucking war breaks out, bro.
1: No one wants us to go and help out. Yeah, they're like, "Fuck, um, you guys are useless."
2: (laughs) No, we're part of bricks, bro. We need, we need China, and also our army deployment was just a money laundering front as well. But
0: that's that's for my Twitter. That's
2: your Twitter thing.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I think we can wrap it up there. That was quite deep the last part. But anyone want to say anything on closing? Give
2: us your comments on how to end institutionalized racism. Uh, If you have an idea, send
0: it straight to the U.S. Yeah. Um, but yeah thank then you again thank you for coming Ryan. on Ryan do you, you have him.
2: any social media you said you've sort of deleted everything I don't know for people so if people want to follow
0: you and just find out who you are and yeah, keep really track of everything very yeah.
3: quiet on social media but yeah just type in Ryan given somewhere I'm sure you'll find me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you a Yelp review <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: otherwise you can just watch him on the tour of France next year there you yeah go. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really on LinkedIn as well you know. LinkedIn
1: anyone's hiring that's hilarious
0: but yeah that was such a great session thanks thanks